0: Hello everyone, it's Vincent here. Um, right off the top of the bat, I just want to say happy holidays from us at Gravity Undone. Um, whether you're you're still getting over your Christmas or Hanukkah or uh, however you've decided or however you enjoy spending your uh, holiday seasons this December and New Year's, um, do it with pride, fun, and just enjoy yourself. Uh, real quick, this episode is with Surrey him and I did a small little 45 minute conversation about 2019 and how we feel about it and then going into 2020. I really hope you enjoy and uh, I cannot wait to show you where we're going with this and what personal life is going to be in 2020.
1: Find the person. So welcome to the end of 2019. Finally, well, it seemed very quick to me. Uh, it's it really did. It's been basically a little bit over a year since I started this whole gravity undone this thing, and it yeah it seems to be going a little bit too fast because it means that I've got to be um, progressing further. Yeah, you sort of think, oh, I've got a year to get that done. That's in a year's time, and then you're suddenly at the end of the year and you realise that there's stuff you've got to get done. So there we go. So with that in mind, let's talk about our year in in review. Do you have any any top highlights you want to mention?
0: From the start, uh off the top of my head, if from the things I can remember I had like a bumpy start because um I believe the earliest memory I have is where we lost a dog sometime in spring. Um we lost uh our dog Percy f- he was just, uh, I don't remember how, he was a couple years old, and he was still, hes still almost a pup, and he, uh, we actually, he died of heartworms, um, so that was kind of, like, a weird way, and then, um, I got engaged, uh, it, so that's nice, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Oh, before that, Avengers End Game. Like, that's one of the, like, big highlights of the year to me, I think, as far as, um, and then, yes, Avengers Endgame, I guess, I guess just those and the, uh, you know, recently my, Brendan's uh, had dad had, had died. And so it, it kind of like, it kind of put a hurting on the end of the year with, it kind of changed a lot of things for us and a lot of, a lot of aspects, um, that kind of like put a shit stain on 2019 for our side of things.
1: Yeah, I could imagine. I well, can't really imagine all that much, but which I'm glad of. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't think that it would be any good. Well, although to be fair, in time, a lot of these things become you know, sort of life lessons that that we can take good things from. I think, but just it can take a while for that realization or understanding or feeling to happen. I think.
0: Yeah. Uh, what about you? What about you for twenty nineteen? What do you What do you envision when you think of twenty nineteen?
1: Nothing much. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, writing my books that's that was something that was quite big. Rather than waiting around, trying to feel like I'm ready, realizing that you, you never. I I don't think you're ever really gonna feel like you're ready for anything, and so you sort of go when you feel ready enough. So i'm quite pleased i'm I'm looking at a couple of hard copies printed out of my uh exit plan books um they uh to be honest they are i i think they're they're quite well done as far as they are mm-hmm. but I'm looking forward to writing bigger better greater things in the coming year. It's very nice to, to actually finally get some tangible evidence of my work.
0: Yeah, it does feel good. Like and you had said, you know, over the over the time with my creativity and I I called when you said, you know, when the books come in and you get to actually see it and feel it and hold it and actually look at it. It, it, it speaking from, you know, from someone who's experienced that it is it is is a really great thing. It's just like it's a whole nother feeling when you actually see that you did accomplish something, all that hard work put into the time and and, and writing.
1: Yeah, and I'm I'm looking forward to uh, each extra you know, new book coming out this coming year in the 2020. Mm-hmm. That um, you know th- they'll be they'll be you know stronger and better. Uh, I'm very much a believer that you need to yeah, every every experience you have, everything you do, you need to make sure that you've learnt something from it, and then make sure you implement that new learning in your future endeavours. Uh, that way. That way, everything sort of has uh, a good use. I hate to—I'd hate to think that I've sort of wasted time doing things. So everything I've learned from these two, these three books, is going into what I'm doing next year. And how about you? You've got book two. Is that how close is that coming to finishing the Freebird too? Uh,
0: so you know, we just—that is something I guess this year I should have mentioned is that we have the cover. For uh, honor, finish the cover, yay! And I, it's so nice. I love it. Um, we are in the revision stage still. You know, there are a lot of things with Jumpmaster Press that um that you know, and I'm thankful. I'll never be non, not enough thankful for the things they're teaching me with uh the Freebird stuff. See, uh, you know, with Freebird being a military book and me not being able to serve, I have to learn a lot of the stuff. Like I know the story. I know what I want to tell from. The second book, all the way to the end of the third book, which would close out the finale the, of the series. And um, but to get there, I, there's a lot of things I still need to learn. Um, you know, a lot of the writing is, is still being tweaked, but I'm, I'm you know I'm better at that. You know, um, but I guess a lot of it's just story structure with the with the military and making sure all that's up to par. And it's just taking so much time trying to make sure I have everything I need for this book because this book is going to be like my holy grail for a
1: while. That is something that intimidates me about, for example, writing fantasy. The first book I've wrote, which has never been published, is, uh, you know, let, let's call it a faux medieval fantasy, your, your typical high fantasy type setting. And one of the difficult things, of course, is you start writing, oh, they sort of rode their horses off to such and such, and you go, oh, hang on. I don't know anything about horses, what they're capable of, uh, you know, what... Yeah, I I would... You don't have to be 100% accurate with these things. So I think anyone reading it... uh, And same with the the military things, I think they're reading it, they're they're expecting it's going to be somewhat, you know, fictionalized to an extent. There's got to be some, you know, what do you call it, uh, story magic in order to make things work the right way. But at the same time, you don't want anyone... You know, I don't want someone who knows about horses to sort of go there's no possible way they could do this, this is ridiculous uh, or or just you know there's um describing something else and then people go that's that's like 300 years out of context in terms of the other technologies you have uh, there is kind of that worry there it's just one of the nice things about the these exit plane books is I kept it really close to home it's set in Mandra in Perth where I live set in a contemporary time period. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's, there's technologies and so forth that I know. The main character, in fact, is a computer programmer. So I didn't have to come up with <laughs> any special knowledge. So, yeah, I, I really kept kept everything about the books and the works very, um, uh, I guess, well within my realms of, of research. I do a little bit because there's some stories uh, that I read, you know, diary entries from hundreds of years ago or whatever but fortunately yeah I haven't had to do this this sort of writing an entire story set in a setting about which I'm you know I'm not 100% on but that, so that's working out for you though that you've learned a lot about this free bird. yeah yeah see
0: like um, something uh, <laughs> I'm you know I think it was like I want to say they started it early 2019 i could be wrong um but you know we the john master press has a local uh book uh writing club where we meet at their their headquarters john master press at their building and um we meet once a month and you know we go over a lesson and we go over where we're at and our learning and stuff and so um i i've only i think i've missed like maybe 3 or 4 um sessions the whole year because due to work mostly due to work every time um, where we had to travel that one day we had to do the meeting. So um, it's very helpful. I've learned a shit ton and I cannot be more thankful. It is so, so impactful learning. And um, something Patricia had said earlier this year, you know, it's when being a part of a writing group does help. It really does. It's something that as a, as a young writer, anybody, that would be something that you should uh look for when you're starting to write is find a group where you can lean on for, um, you know, f- for when you're when you're working, where you're at with your progress, and get actually professional help versus a
1: critic's help. Yeah, I was in a in that sort of writing group uh, a few years back. Uh, that's actually where I wrote that short story um, uh, set in the Antarctica with the the monster that I don't know killed a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. That was that was written in response. The, what was the... We, we'd have a, a theme each week. And so one week was... Uh, what was the colour white? I think it was. And so I did one set in the snow. And then we did one called The Red Door. Which turned into the... Confession of the Vampire. It's actually in book one of Exit Plan. It's in the audio drama. There's um, sort of a, a diary entry, if you like, about a a vampire trying to become human again and yeah so it was good that because it would have to write we'd write a short story based on the theme or it didn't have to be a short story just some piece of work based on whatever the theme was and then uh other the other people in the group would have a bit of a read and would talk about it so yeah it was very good the writing group i mean now is is more concentrated on progressing your own you know present work so there's a there's a guy there, he just writes his personal journal. There's another guy who writes short stories. There's a woman there who writes um, academic papers and so on. Yeah, but, but I have to agree. Getting in and being able to write with other people, talk with other people about it, it, it opens up, I think, to, to new ideas and you get to learn stuff.
0: Yeah, for real, like... <clears throat> I think I remember like one of the biggest exercises we have done um, was uh, they gave us so he came and they gave us a keyword keywords like um, uh, one of the ones was the so it was like you had used words um, Alabama no was it Mobile Alabama roller coaster and Queen Elizabeth and you had to make a short story with that uh, just those three terms and I think maybe an elf or magic or something like that and you had to write a short story and they gave us a few sequences of that. And that was so much fun. And it was awesome hearing and seeing what, what your other friend writers could do and what you could do as far as was just given, given those subjects and having to write a short story over.
1: Yeah. It it, it lets you, I, I, what I found is surprising how, how far your, your brain can take these little prompts. Yeah. You know, just start thinking about what each word might be and how it might, what context it might be in. And yeah, I've, I've, I was surprised at how how different each of us in the group interpreted their our prompts, but also then the paths that I sort of traveled down and, and came up with different, uh, a number of different ideas for each, each prompt we had. Uh, so what's in store for 2020?
0: Uh, well, I mean, so much like for starters with the obvious, um, personalized, uh, I have, when, when I started doing personalized in 2019, um, you know, I, I guess I had limited time to get certain guests here and there. So I was going, I was getting a building, I was, I was getting the recordings done, but like with 2020, I have a whole year open window and I already have like so many awesome guests lined up to get, to get on for you know for their episodes and i am very excited i mean i'm change i'm working on changing how i want to do each episode how we're approaching the endings or are getting the beginnings right there's so much stuff that um over time that that has come to me naturally and uh progressively as far as um learning how to get these episodes on a, a straight narrow path to the point where it's just it's smooth sailing um and like i said the guests I have lined up for twenty twenty so far are sanely fun. Um we're even gonna have Suri on for an episode <laughs> for Personalize. But I I do wanna I do wanna omit something, um, in case everyone was wondering. One of the first episodes of Personalize was with Suri. Uh, but I had a technical issue on my end where I lost my half of the recording. And so uh it was long story short uh we have to do another recording sometime in twenty twenty. So there will be a personalized episode of Surrey out there for you guys to actually hear. Um but I can tell you the episode we did record was really fun and I learned a lot about him and I'm I'm very sorry that you could you're not gonna be able to hear that until twenty twenty.
1: <laughs> yeah it'd be interesting it'd be good also it gives me a chance to uh refine my story mm-hmm. which which I've done a little bit I've I've been taking a bit of effort uh, to write biographical sort of information I don't know if you've given that a shot uh, you've probably had to do it for your maybe your author page or something but it's I'm finding it surprisingly difficult to it is isn't it get the right level of of uh, information and uh, distance you yeah
0: my issue with writing like any kind of like author summary thing on anything, whether it's on a, on a, on a webpage or on, you know, the back of the book is like how to fucking start it. Like I've, I've said it so many times like, you know, what is third person, first person, like Vincent King was born and raised North you know, I'm like, they don't need to fucking know that. So it's just, it's to me, that is one of the hardest things. And, and I've heard that over all the years of writing. That's one of the hardest things anyone anyway has with is writing about themselves. It is such a,
1: pain and drag. i I always end up with something along the lines of yeah sorry was born a baby uh grew up to be a child and continued growing until he became an adult and then you kind of go okay that's kind of really silly but then you can sort of say you know while in high school he wrote this short story while at university he studied that you know you can but yeah, I agree that that first opening sort of intro of of uh, always sort of seems a little bit strange, and um, I haven't really. I, I mean, maybe it's not terribly important. Maybe we're overthinking, and you just need some sort of introduction of some sort. But I I can't get away from the really obvious sort of introduction that but maybe that's, maybe that just introduces people to my personality a bit. Yeah. Um, man, writing about
0: yourself, but I mean like, you know, in 2020 all around is just going to be like a great year, at least on my end, because I mean, not only, you know, with personalized, but, um, looking forward to another, hopefully, ha- uh, another window of having unlucky charm and dancing, and, uh, their seasons released and, you know, and and a lot moving forward with a lot of these audio dramas that I've been putting time in and of course Freebird Two is just so much stuff, uh so much possibilities with twenty twenty on on my end. But uh but what about you? Where where are we going with Gravity Undone and these other novels you
1: have planned? Uh well, broadly speaking, Gravity Undone the coming year and, and I've I've mentioned my annual re- October twenty nineteen and twenty twenty. So there's going to be there's going to be more books because I need more content. So that's uh, four more books. Uh, I have to. Uh, it's also more about the marketing. So I've got to get word out. I've written a whole heap of blog entries uh, in support of, say, some of the books and and the podcasts and things. And I have what I've done then is broken those. Larger blood so those entries are they are about a thousand fifteen hundred words say and I've broken that down into tweetable bits of information that might be helpful for people and then also into more like sort of facebook sized a couple hundred words sort of um, sizes so that's going to be going out in the new year I'm waiting till this whole Christmas new year period is over because I'm just going to be too distracted to be able to do it properly but the idea would be every every, I'm thinking, two weeks at this point, there'll be a a new blog post article which will be about, um, you know, one of the, you know, either Exit Plan or Space Brains or Impersonalized or um, just Gravity Undone in general. That'll go up and then there'll be, that'll follow with, say, some regular tweets about that same content. And then also on Facebook, uh, and I might also record like a little short video to go along with it so that and so that'll be going out sort of throughout the time between posts with the idea being that start building up a bit of in, yeah, a bit of interest a bit of information uh some resources people can use to um, you know get inspired help themselves learn more that sort of thing so so that's that's part of that and that's so that we can i can start getting i guess a bit of sales action um, to sell the books i'm writing but also just yeah anything else i can sell let's put it that way no <laughs> yeah get yeah, get get some followers get some get some people interested in gravity undone as a as a larger picture item um, but the yeah the, the first book is actually uh, a non-fiction book about the the process that I have developed to write stories, so that should be pretty interesting. So yeah, that's from from how to generate ideas through to the sort of the way that I've developed uh, my own structure, my plot structure, sort of framework, and how I how I, I can approach setting up a book of a particular length uh, based on genre, breaking down what that needs to contain in terms of plot moments, plot points. And, you know, there's full breakdown then, but then also then to sort of a, a self-publishing side of things. So how to get uh, uh, the right software, set it up so that you can write your manuscript and it'll be properly formatted for uh, eBooks and, you know, print on demand, uh, including what font to choose, what font size, spacing, margins, the whole, the whole lot, so that if you were to follow all of these steps, you would end up with a book at the end, which would be what I call a working, or a workable novel. And th- that's to say that the quality of the writing and the story, is that's kind of on, on the writer, I can't really, I'm not talking about that, I'm talking about how to make sure you've got a start that starts, and end that ends, uh, you know, a, a midpoint that is satisfying and a finale that closes off threads. Uh, and, you know, it has a structure that will be satisfying that someone reads the book. They might criticize you for your word choice. They might criticize for um, the, the, the content, but they won't be able to criticize you for the formatting or your... Uh, Structure. That's that's the idea. If you follow to follow this books process that I, I've come up with, um, so that's the that's the first of the four books that are coming out next year, and the other three will be fictional. Uh, what are you doing anything New Year's? Uh, so
0: New Year's, uh, for me are usually. So a close friend of mine, um, I, I, his family does a really cool thing for New Year's. We've we've been a part of. I pr- I think pretty much since like our middle of our high school year, could be a little before that. But as far as I can remember, like, um, they do like really cool shit with the fireworks where they like make a dummy out of fireworks and we just blow the dummy up, <laughs> uh, kind of deal. It. Uh, it's just like a tradition where we we tend to go to his house and spend spend it with his family, um. And it's something I've rarely ever shied away from, um, and it's something I intend on doing this year, but uh, Brendalyn's looking toward maybe going to go spend it with, uh, want to spend it with some of her work colleagues with uh, with the, the Lego she works at, because um, the, the Lego store is closing early January, and so she wants to spend time with everyone as much as they can, because... Um, you know they've they've been nice to her all around ever since she's been working there but they really pulled hard uh with with her dad's loss and being there for her and and supporting her and uh just being being really nice people and like she she cherishes like all them to the point where like she's hoping that we all can do something for new year so i think that's what we're leaning toward um more but uh what, what about you
1: New Year's, uh, we'll be going down to the estuary here in Mandra, which is, yeah, I guess, on one side is the ocean, the other side is the estuary. We'll be at the estuary side. And there's a fireworks display. There's a nice little beach and playground and barbecue facilities. So we'll be heading there. And at 9 o'clock, they have the special fireworks for the kids because they don't stay up till midnight. And... Yeah, it's it's been fun for the past few years. We've been doing that. We'll be doing that again. It's a great little, right really this sort of sheltered swimming area, and it's great. Uh, and this year, my wife's brother and uh, his kids are over. They they live in Melbourne, East Coast. So that's so there's oh, there's four of them, and my kids have been having a great ball with their cousins. Uh, but tonight, actually, I'm uh, recording some special audio for Space Brains. Got a... Um, what do you call it? Uh, film screening evening. What does this guy call it? I'm just having a look. We we got invited by someone on Facebook who just listens to Space Brains and goes, Oh, you know, and is, follows us and says, Hey, I do a, a thing... Uh, The Little Planet Science Fiction Festival, it's called. So it's a screening of the Serenity uh, movie and an episode of Firefly. I don't know if there's a relationship between the movie and this particular episode, why that's been chosen, but I've I've never seen the series, so I'm going to go find out what it's about. So that'll be fun. Go out there with Mark, and we will record some people and what they think of the whole show, and that'll become a special episode. I know you guys have been, you know,
0: uh, I wouldn't say working toward it, but I mean, um, all the work you two have been putting into that. I, I, am happy for you guys get to do that.
1: Yeah. It's good fun. Episode seven. It is Jane's town. So if anyone who does watch firefly, maybe, maybe episode seven has some sort of special meaning, particularly when it comes to the movie serenity. I'll have to wait and find out. And we've got, uh and it's like bring your own food so to to share. So it's sort of a, a shared dinner thing happens. Um,
0: actually, funny story. I think Monday night we're having like a a, a dinner get together for the Jumpmaster Press crew uh, for the writing thing. I just thought I just remember that that's going to be
1: fun too. Uh, so you're going to get to meet other authors? Uh, well, or...
0: the authors we already meet from the group, uh, all of us, we're going to get together at the Jumpmaster Press headquarters, I believe, and we're going to like just have a holiday dinner um, a do a little secret Santa. I mean, it's it's already past Christmas, but um, because of scheduling with everybody's thing, that was just the easiest day they could do it. And um, I almost missed it, but I'm so thankful we get to attend it because it's it's such an honor. It's such fun to be with all of the, all them.
1: New Year's Eve uh-huh. I'm going to be going back to work sooner than I know it how terrible
0: <laughs> I've been back at work the last two days and I still feel off off my schedule
1: yeah oh, that's uh, the thing that I do look forward to about going back to work is getting back into a into a routine I'm, I'm very much a, a person who enjoys routines I like to change my but I do like knowing when I'm getting up what, uh, how, whether I'm going to have breakfast or not, if I'm going to go for a run. Just makes me feel like I can pay attention to other things. I don't have to sort of think about. Yeah, or if I'm
0: going to have time to actually sit down and work on things, or if I'm going to be busy <laughs> with the family.
1: Yeah. So, New Year's resolutions then. So, New Year's resolutions, well, I've quit something start doing something change something have you thought of anything
0: um so mine's gonna be a little cliche but it's the truth uh i have been commanded and asked and asked myself to get back in shape at the beginning of the year uh not just for the wedding uh that we're gonna have at the end of next year but for in general too like I was very heavyset, uh, from like the middle of the, I guess from like beginning of high school, um, all the way until like 2016 ish. I went to, I started going to the gym for a while, you know, I was a single guy living at home still. So, um, I finally pulled my shit together after a bad relationship and, uh, went to the gym and, and got into the program. Actually, this when I started slowly getting into listening to podcasts and stuff and, um, I went to the gym for like a whole half of the year. I did boxing. I mean, I got in shape, started looking good. Uh, no excuses, but like that next year, met Brendolin, got into a relationship. From there, got lazy, got busy doing writing stuff. And more excuses that I don't have that just to the point where I lost control of my weight. And so uh, one of the things her and I have promised ourselves is that we are going to get back down to where we want for the wedding at the end of the year. So that is our resolution is to put our pull our shit together, get this wedding planned out, and get back in shape. Do you
1: have a strategy for that?
0: Uh not yet. Um I haven't decided one. To be honest, I haven't had time to pull which one I'm gonna do, but I think I'll probably go back to uh doing the lean body stuff. I really I really enjoy um doing the lean body uh from oh shit, I can't remember his name uh i think it's lee labrata i probably fucked up his name but um well if lee wants to come and yeah you
1: know, call us and tell us more about it then
0: that's yeah fine. uh but i for anyone i i did that in 2016 i did the uh the lee labrata lean body workout on um i think a lot of it too was through the uh bodybuilding uh website but like uh there's also things you can find sporadically online from him and like I followed his 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 recipes, his uh his workout routines to the T and like it helped. It really does. Like if you if you follow what he says it, it really does the job. But um I've been hearing a lot lately about intermittent fasting and uh, I kinda toyed with it uh sometime in October, um, but realized that I wasn't ready to commit myself, but it's I still appeal to that and to the idea of what uh what they talk about in the podcasts and books about um, intermittent fasting and the benefits from it.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's what I do. Uh, fasting. It's I prefer to think of it as intermittent eating. Uh, and the, the the easiest one I found because there's a whole lot of different protocols. There's you know the the five two. There's three days a month. There's God knows what else. But I found the easiest one is the sort of 16:8 or the 18:6, depending on how you want to look at it, which is to say you have a, a period of no eating of say 18 hours or 16 hours, but so 18 is sort of where you start getting the optimal effects, and then you only eat in the other hours. And initially, that sort of sounds a bit uh, difficult or strange, but the way I look at it is if I if I don't eat breakfast. And this is what I do. Particularly when I go to work, it's especially easy to do. I don't have breakfast. I get to work, uh, drink a bunch of water instead of you know eating. The hunger goes away pretty quickly. And it's mostly habit that you eat when you wake up. And then by the time I've gone for a run, it's like one o'clock. That's when I'll eat for the first time for the day. And then I'll eat dinner with the family at you know, six thirty, seven 7 o'clock-ish, and then just not have anything else after that. And, yeah, so that, that, and that turns out to be, yeah, there's a six-hour period there where I'll, I'll be eating, which I was, I have two meals, really, and most of your fasting time, you're asleep or you're, you know, occupied doing something else. So, as a result, uh, there's no other, there's no other sort of real restrictions or modifications of diet, it's just, uh, what it tends to mean is you you cut out all those little snacks that you'd otherwise have. You know, you finish dinner and then you sit down and then you, you watching a movie, so you you crack open some chips or some chocolate or something. But if you stop eating at seven or eight o'clock or whenever it is you stop, then that's where the, I, I think that's where the real benefit in terms of weight loss comes from is the fact that you don't tend to then have the little snacks which. Uh, almost become invisible. You know, you don't kind of remember them when... Oh, what did I eat today? And you think, oh, what did I have for breakfast? What did I have for lunch? What did I have for dinner? And you, know, you forget that you, you drank, uh, you know, a, a glass of orange juice and you also then had a couple of biscuits uh, and then you had, uh, you know, whatever else, some chips. Yeah, so that's what I find to be the most sustainable because there's no special eating. As Obviously, you still want to eat as much vegetables and fruit as you can get a hold of, but... But otherwise, it seems to work pretty well. Um, yeah, and before we
0: get off touch of intermittent fasting, uh, I just want to give a shout out to the author, uh, Jen Stevens. She has, uh, I think, a book or two. I know at least one. Um, I don't remember the name of it, but she has a book and uh, she's part of a few podcasts about intermittent fasting. And you can literally find her on anywhere. If you type in intermittent fasting and just type in author, she's the first person to pop up. And um, I don't remember how I stumbled across her but I guess just look, but she, like I said, all her podcasts, uh, some of the amazing stories about intermittent fasting and um, the intermittent fasting podcast, uh, they tell and give you some really good tips and tell some great stories about intermittent fasting uh, to the point where it might even get you interested on intermittent fasting. So I just shout out to her and let's see if you find time, just look up intermittent fasting author and you'll find Jen Stevens right there.
1: Yeah, I just haven't look at a site now. Yeah, she's got- Delay, don't deny. Yes. Yeah, well that, and that's sort of basically what I, I just said, isn't it? You, you know, I still have my Friday night uh, pizza and movie night with the family. Um, and I still have a beer at night. And yeah, because I I found any of the diets where you're yeah, denying or, you know, avoiding in particular certain foods... As as the point of it, it's really very difficult to maintain because that's all you keep thinking about. Yeah, but just not eating breakfast, or rather delaying breakfast until one o'clock in the afternoon, and and there are some days where I I only have the one meal. I only have dinner when I go home, so it's like a a twenty four hour fast, and it's it is surprisingly easy to do, and it's probably I doubt it's recommended for like growing kids and teenagers. But I the only growing I'm doing these days is, is outwards. So I could I could stand to skip a few meals here and there, I think. But other other than that, I'm uh my resolution so I'm gonna be completing a marathon this year.
0: Mhm. Oh yeah, I heard about that that big one, right, at the end.
1: Yeah, at the end of the year, sort of August time. That's that's what I've just I've got to do that one more time. I've I've ra- run it a couple times uh, about seven years ago now, uh, and you know, the kids came along, and, and that sort of it's very difficult to maintain the the sort of training you need while well, it's also trying to look after kids. But the kids have grown up; they're seven and eight years old now, so they're sort of old enough to look after themselves, or in school and things. And oh, the other thing I actually I've just got into is skateboarding. My wife's been skateboarding for the past sort of year or so, year and a half. And so given that she's quite serious about it now, uh, I got myself a skateboard and joined in. So that's fun. We went down to... Actually, at Christmas time, we just went to Margaret River, just a bit south of Perth, on the on the west coast of Australia. it's where all those big surfing championships occur in Australia. But they also happen to have a world-class uh, skate park there. She's just... It's about a year old, maybe maybe less it's pretty new it's really good uh so i went on there and that's I didn't awesome i kill myself so that's great so that'll that'll be coming in the new year as well a lot more skating get my running you know distances up uh i not think kill myself
0: like when i think of skateboarding uh when i was a kid um and back when we actually lived in North Carolina, my, my dad and, uh, so my little brother got a skateboard and, um, he never, he didn't really ride it much. He left it there. My parents were divorced. So I lived with my dad and my stepmom and, uh, dad and his buddies, I shit you not do like we had a hill, like the, the road to get up to where our, uh, our house was, there was a hill went all the way down and it did like kind of a sharp curve on top of a creek. They would spend their afternoons like uh, I think they would, they would have a six pack and they would just each one of them would get ride put a helmet on and put gear on and they would just ride down the hill a lot of them would crash and burn of course and they would just ride down the hill go back up drink some beer do the same thing over and over for for several weeks they would do that on their afternoons I don't know why they decided to do that sounds like fun it's amusing I'll tell you that much <laughs>
1: yeah no well that's that's where I'm up to this coming year and if you haven't tried skateboarding you should give it a shot well it's it's particularly good here we've got skateboard w a which is uh a not for profit i think they're not for profit i assume they are uh and they they run skate clinics and my wife got into it because she used to skate back when she was a you know youngster and they have these skate clinics, they had women's only sessions. So she went along to those uh, with our daughter and she got into it. Uh, and then I've since gone and along to their, you know, open sessions to learn a few things. But they're really good. So if, yeah, you might, if someone listening was interested in getting skateboarding, there's probably a local, uh, similar group that promotes skateboarding. And these guys are great here in Australia because they provide the they provide skateboards they provide helmets and you know protective gear so you you turn up it's free it's free to join like a session and they've got experienced coaches and take you through from standing on the board through to you know dropping in and and doing kick turns and whatever else so yeah I imagine there must be similar organisations probably in most countries around the world really but yeah, it was it was great. And it turns out the, the skateboarding uh sort of people certainly the ones that I've come across, I can't talk about everyone in the world. They've they're very nice. Yeah, at the skate park there's lots of people going on it and and some of them are really good and some of them are like me who are sort of at the start of the learning curve. But it was um everyone was so so willing to allow everyone to have a turn. There was no no being pushed aside, so yeah 'cause initially you look and you feel a bit intimidated, there's just so many people shooting everywhere and all the rest of it. but when I jumped on the board and and so there was a break in the in the movement, I quickly went for it yeah I was given my time to to do my thing. People dodged me uh yeah so it's a very positive experience all around props to you or or I guess
0: uh I mean skateboarding is something i don't have any balance so uh uh, props to whoever can because
1: uh i don't think i would make it off a fucking ramp without busting my ass well to be fair i come from a background of skiing and ice skating and sailing and um yeah sort of rollerblading and things so as you said that balance is it's something that you got to practice, and I think I have practiced that a lot in other fields. So when this this is the first time I picked up a skateboard, uh, it, it was a little bit awkward at first. But having done, you know, like, and snowboarding and and so on, it wasn't too bad. And my brother, my little brother, he's he joined us at at Mark River. He'd never skateboarded before, and but he'd done a lot of kite surfing, a lot of snowboarding, and so on. Yeah, he was he was up and going down the, the, the ramps and doing turns and and so on without much effort. It's yeah, so I th- I think it does take time to to get a balance in, but when you do, uh it it's not too bad. Anyway, uh, we might wrap this up now. Any last things you wanna say about twenty nineteen or, or the twenty twenty?
0: Well, I guess uh the well if, like if one of the things I do want to start off with, um personalized is going to be on a temporary extended break until uh, the next episode will be released on January 20. I'm looking at, I think it's 23rd. Um, I'll start doing that and go back to my biweekly releases. Uh, I need, we got to work some things out as far as getting some audio done. But, um, from then on, we'll get back to the biweekly and I don't plan on stopping again until the end of the year. (laughs) Uh, but uh, I will say the next episode released is with Mike Gagne. If none of you know him, he is the, uh, the creator in the big head with asylum 94 productions and the podcast, Boston Harbor horror. Um, I highly recommend you go check it out, subscribe, listen, um, you know, hit a mic, tell him, you know, you're excited. And, uh, the episode with him is really great. And it was such a fun time talking to him. And I cannot wait for you guys to hear, uh, how that conversation went and learning, you know, and not just from a creative experience, but also from someone who's in the Coast Guard. So, uh, like I said, uh, sometime late January, I think it's gonna be January 23rd, 2020 personalized. Will be, it'll be, it will return.
1: No, wow, that sounds awesome. And Yeah, I think, yeah, my creativity is starting back up again every Sunday, starting with this coming Sunday, the 29th, and I guess you probably listened to this episode now, so you'd know that, and uh, every week of that, Space Brains, every couple of weeks has been uh, a a short break there, because unavoidably Christmas happened, and... Uh, And as far as the Exit Plane audio drama, the current story, three seasons, is done. I'm working on a new season, which is going to be radically different. And it's going to be music-based. So not a musical, but uh, I like to think of it as an audio drama of a music video clip, if that makes any sense whatsoever. You think of those music video clips, which are sort of more... Uh, are not radio releases, yeah. so the original Thriller video clip by Michael Jackson sort of had like a bit of story element to it and then it was broken up with the actual song Thriller in the middle of it. But it was actually kind of almost like a little... a little story. Imagine an audio version of a video clip like that. So there'll be music in it, but the music's not really going to be telling the story. The story will be happening around the music. I don't know. It just depends on how well I can get this... um, stuff recorded and and done Uh, and if I can organize a singer that I'm trying to organize and uh, uh, well let's let's finish you can get more on gravityundone.net and how can people follow you Vincent?
0: Uh, You can find me at kingsliterature.com and kingsliterature on social media Um, you can find more information on personalized and all the good information on that on gravityundone.net as well um. Also, just want to clarify, everyone. Uh, Suri, who actually has a role, a major role in dancing, and, and a, a really funny spot in Unlucky Charm. We are still working on getting those audio dramas out, and. Uh, finished and hopefully to you guys by the end of twenty twenty. Um, I know there's been a bit of delay this year, and, and a lot of you uh, listeners may have been patiently waiting just as much as we are. But I promise you, we are still working on them in the shadows and still putting content out to try to you know to carry us on on through twenty twenty.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. The uh, what I have heard of dancing sounds pretty cool. And and that's, so that's goodbye from me. And, uh, me. See yeah. that?